They say the truth hurts, the truth hurts, so you about to feel pain And I gotta do work, God said I gotta do work Cause it's all for the name, savage truth, savage truth It's the savage truth, the savage truth Welcome to the Savage Truth, and I am your host, Pastor Roy Dockery. Um, just wanted to jump back into this. Not going to do a lot of belaboring of the points. One, if you're not on Discord, you're missing out. You should do that. It's in the description below. I don't know what you're waiting for. Just click the link, join Discord, download the app, do it from a computer, whatever, but you're missing a lot of good conversation, fellowship, connectivity with leaders and people who are like-minded. Um, because if you're on this channel, and if you like the video, then there are other people who like the video. And we have a small community where we where we communicate, where you can talk to me directly because Roy is not on social media. Unless you want to join me on LinkedIn, feel free to do so. But you're not going to reach me on any other platform unless you want to send me an email. Um, so want to jump back into the Leadership Lab. And we did the first video on Leadership Lab, kind of told you what it was about. Uh, we'll continue to build upon that. And then we'll probably release this as one series so that you can just knock it through. I'm not going to do you like Hulu and, and Netflix, right, and let you tick through all the videos. I will drop the entire um, Leadership Lab series season at one time and allow you to consume it so you can take notes and that you're not waiting uh, for information to drop. I know that's contrary to algorithm and trying to build, but don't care about any of that. We got to get to work. Um, so the first lesson we talked about love um, and how love influences leadership and the way that you should lead. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is actually truth. And I know I'm talking about a very a lot of very kind of like deep philosophical topics, but what I want you to see is that a lot of these topics that we try to treat as so deep and is so um, and, and it's so transformative, they're actually pretty practical if you put them into practice the right way. So when I talk about truth, I'm talking about truth and honesty. And it really boils down to, if you're a leader, do people trust what you say? Like, can people trust what you say? Are you honest with them, uh, with your feedback? Are you honest with your expectations? Um, are you honest about initiatives, right? Like, if you really have a cost-cutting initiative and you call it efficiency, like, no. If you're trying to cut costs, you're trying to cut costs. If you're trying to be more efficient, you're trying to be more efficient. So just be honest. Right. If you've got to, you know, if you have to do layoffs, if you have to do, you know, when you're a leader, sometimes you have to make difficult decisions for the greater good of the organization, whether that's a for profit or a nonprofit organization. And sometimes you lose your credibility as a leader when you choose not to tell the truth. Right. And telling the truth isn't just maliciously, um, it, you know, the opposite of telling the truth isn't maliciously telling a lie or saying something false. Truth is also omit, omitting information that could be critical or add context intentionally, right? So you can choose to omit a little piece of information that if somebody knew that, it would change the context in the way that they would look at something. It would change their reaction to that piece of information. And so a lot of times as leaders, we try to give people the amount of information we want them to have. And, and we'll talk about it in the next video, like that's why transparency is so important. So when we're talking about truth, right, there's one, you should abide in truth as a leader, which means you should, um, your, your word, your integrity should be something that is above reproach. You do what you say, you mean what you say, you represent, um, you represent what you say and kind of the, the ideals that you espouse as a leader are the things that you actually exemplify. So you're not telling people to be hardworking and committed, but you take more vacation than everybody else who works for you. Um, 
You're not telling people to show up on time and to be early, but you're late to your own meetings, right? Like there's a disconnect. And what you don't realize is that you're slowly eroding people's trust in you as a leader because good people, right? Good, good people, good employees, right? Will exceed your expectations when they feel trusted. And so the relationship between an employee feeling trusted and an employee trusting their leader is largely based on the leader, right? Like if you don't trust your boss, if you don't trust your manager, then more than likely they don't trust you because there's it's not a mutual relationship. But it's a little bit off and it's a little bit imbalanced if you have these employees, you have followers who are blindly trusting you, yet you do things that don't really earn their trust, their respect, or that reflect that you're a person of integrity, right? So it's, it's important to be honest but that's why love came first, right? Love came first because you can be honest and a jerk, right? You can be honest and condescending or you can be honest and loving. And loving doesn't mean um, sugarcoating. Loving means, again, I want the best for you, so I'm going to be honest, right? If someone's trying to make a career decision, if somebody's trying to make a life decision about buying a house or selling a home and you know there's a possibility of a downturn where salaries may be cut or overtime may not be available or worst case scenario, somebody may be laid off. It, 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 it may seem weird, right? And But you can as an individual, and you know, I don't want to get anybody fired, but you can give your own opinion. And I've done this in the past. I'm like, look, I have no direct information from the company. I have no specific information on finances. But if it was me and I looked at A, B, and C, I would wait before I bought a house. I would wait for this deal to close. I would wait for this merger and acquisition to be complete. I would wait. And again, this is public information, right? As a leader, I have to hold to the integrity of confidentiality or whatever um, or whatever trade secret or business deal may be going on that I can't discuss. But based on what's publicly available, I can give people my opinion. And then people start to trust you more when they see that you're willing to go on record and give an opinion that might be contrary um, to what the company's touting. It might be contrary um, to what you know to what the best case scenario would be, but it's realistic, right? Because at the end of the day, truth and leadership has to do with you being authentic and with you giving real, tangible, and almost executable expectations, right? Like don't tell somebody to do a thousand when you really need eight hundred because you think pushing them to a thousand will help you hit your target. It's just not being honest, right? Because if if I if I hit eight hundred and you're happy about it, now I'm wondering why you set the target that was higher, right? It's just like be honest with people. Like eight hundred is what we need, but I think we can do better, right? Like there are ways to encourage and motivate people without being deceitful, um, without without misrepresenting facts, without omitting information. Like you can tell the truth and you can be honest and you can do it with a place of love where there's conviction, there's challenge, there's accountability. It's not just, oh, can you do this for me? It's like, no, I need you to do this because this is your job and that's what I compensate you for, right? Like I, I shouldn't have to, you know, it shouldn't have to be a celebration every day and I shouldn't have to come in and stroke everyone's ego for them to do their job. Like I'm paying you to do something like that is the arrangement in this relationship. You're not friends, right? And you know, and again, I know we have organizations where you have volunteers, which is why you got to tread lightly on the way that you treat people that you're not paying. I say this all the time as a pastor, um, you cannot hold volunteers to the same expectation that you do employees. It's just not there. You have to treat volunteers differently. You have to recognize and acknowledge volunteers differently. But at work, you're not a volunteer. 
I'm paying you to be here. There is a job description. There is an expectation. And I'm going to hold you accountable to that expectation the same way I expect you to hold me accountable to paying you what I claim to pay you, right? So if you showed up to work and only gave me 50% effort and I only gave you 50% of your paycheck, that would actually be fair, right? But if I did that and I was your employer, you would be upset. So we all go to work and we don't give 100% every day, but we expect 100% of our money. Like that is an imbalanced relationship. As a leader, I should expect you to give me, you know, to, to give me the what I'm paying you for, right? To give me the time, to give me the attention, to give me the focus um, that I'm paying you for. And then as an employer, as an employee, you should expect the employer, the leader, your managers, the business owners to compensate you. Right, because there's an indebted relationship between employees and employers. Employers, the businesses, are indebted to the employees because we're all giving labor to our employers. And this is, unless you're doing Uber, right? It's not transactional. I'm giving you 40 hours worth of work well before you give me money, right? So businesses are indebted to their employees. So that relationship with trust is mutual. So like as an employee, I'm trusting that you are going to give me the money that you committed to give me after this work week because you're not paying me by the hour on the hour. But then at the same time, as leaders in business, we have to understand that people, right, that trust can be eroded if we are not honest. That trust can be diminished if, if, we, if people start to question our integrity because we are choosing not to stand on truth. So that is item number two in the leadership lab, truth and honesty. I know this is the Savage Truth Network. I know some of you have followed me from the Savage Truth Podcast. You all know that I am a relatively honest person. Um, and it's, you know, try to be brutally honest. And that's why I say relatively. Some people might call me more brutally honest than honest. Um, but I always try to communicate with love and I always try to be transparent. So what we need to understand as leaders is that it is very easy for us to lose the trust of the people who are following us when we get caught being dishonest, when we get caught withholding information, when we get caught misrepresenting the truth. It's almost an unrecoverable act. People may not quit. People may not leave, right? Like you may not get fired as a leader for doing that, but your team will suffer. Their efficiency will suffer. The organization will suffer. The culture will suffer if people do not trust you. So leadership is important. And I tell people all the time, I, I am going to allot trust to you as my employee off back. You don't have to earn my trust. I hired you, right? So that means I'm relying on my own opinion that, that you are qualified to do this job and I'm going to trust you to do that job. And I said, and that gives you a lot of flexibility. That gives you a lot of freedom when you work for me. But there's one downside to that. If I can't trust you, you can't work for me. If I can't trust you, you can't, you can't work for me because I don't have the time to waste the energy and the effort and the money to try to double check everything that you do, to look over your shoulder, to micromanage you as an employee. So there may be an area in which I don't trust you because you need development. There may be an area that I don't trust you because you need training. So that's me not trusting a skill, maybe me not trusting a function of something that you're doing. But if I don't trust you as a person, because you've exhibited the behavior of being dishonest um, for withholding truth or or omitting truth from the information that you share, that's when it becomes a that would, that's when it becomes a point to me that like you need to go, 
because if I can't trust you, especially, and I've worked in for people that don't know, I've worked in service, right? So I'm a pastor, I serve, but I'm an executive who works in service. Service is a trust relationship. And I always use the taking your car to a mechanic. No one stands there for the four hours while the mechanic works on your transmission. We trust that what the technician said, what the mechanic said was done. So as the owner of that mechanic shop, I have to trust that what my mechanics are saying is being done because I'm selling trust to my customers, not visible evidence, right? Like they did not watch me. We don't have cameras there like daycares and in uh in uh in, in pet, you know, in, in uh what pet lodging, um, you know, uh boarding um houses and all that stuff. We don't have that, right? I have somebody who told me they replaced these parts, it took them this much time, and you're charging me that much money. So if I had somebody who was lying about that, if you have somebody who's lying and being dishonest in service, it also means that you're stealing from your customers. So for me, it's a it's a it's a it's a no-go. If I have somebody who's working for me that I can't trust as a person, not because of skill, not because of uh functionality, not because of something that they learn, but because as a person they choose to be dishonest, they choose to withhold truth, then that person cannot work for me. And I kind of hold the people around me to the same standard. I'm not going to have a bunch of friends who are liars because it ultimately winds up impacting the value of my reputation, right? I'm trying to be someone above reproach as a as a requirement, as a, as a Christian personally, right? Because uh, that's a requirement to be an elder, to be a leader within a church is to have a reputation above reproach. So my reputation is important, which means I have I need to be able to trust the people who are around me, to be honest. Um, so that's the second lesson in the Leadership Lab, truth and honesty, right? Bad people will leave an organization if the culture is honesty and truth, right? People who want to cut corners, people who want to lie, people who want to be dishonest will leave because it will be unacceptable in your culture. But that has to start from the leader and work its way all the way down. Because if you can trust people, good people will always exceed your expectations when they feel trusted. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for this next lesson. And God bless y'all. Have a good day. Peace out. Somebody, somebody pray for me. Whether I seem like I'm well.